Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zicardi. Let me tell y'all, I have been feeling like my brain is a ball of silly putty that needs to be washed at the same time. Okay, maybe not those two metaphors at the same time, but it feels like silly putty, and at the same time, it feels like I need to take my brain and like give it a nice scrub. This is a really weird visual I'm giving you right at the beginning of the podcast, but does anyone else feel this way? I can't help but think it has to do with, of course, the stars. What else would it have to do with? It's been like the last couple weeks where I feel that I've been stuck in a loop. I just can't get anything done. I've got a lot of brain fog and just dilly-dallying, and it's taking me so long to make decisions. And what's really funny about it? You want to know what's really funny about it? In the astrology, it's really just getting a taste of my ideal client's medicine. So bear with me for a second. If you've listened to this podcast or you know me at all, you know that I am a Virgo rising in astrology. Now, you don't have to know much about astrology to really know what that means. It basically just means it's a part of my chart. It's a part of who I am, yada, yada. Now, I... Being someone who is very into astrology, by the way, this episode is not about this. This is just a little side intro. (laughs) Being that I am very into astrology, I uh, worked with a brand astrologer, Leslie Tagorda. She was on the podcast actually last summer. Highly recommend you listen to that episode. It'll give you also more context as to what I'm talking about. But I worked with her um, to do a brand, basically like a brand package to help really hone in my brand and my messaging. Um, And I also am working with her to redo the copy and the sales page for the audience builder, which is about to be relaunched. Wait till you guys see it. It's freaking awesome. So she is a branding expert. She has had like a, a design company, but then she's also an astrologer. So she sort of brings those two things together. Why am I telling you this? Because in the astrological wheel or whatever you call it, Pisces is the opposite of Virgo. So as a Virgo rising, It means that my ideal client, uh, per Leslie's work, (laughs) my ideal client is a Pisces archetype, okay? We were just in Pisces season. Pisces season was hard for me. (laughs) Being the Virgo who wants to just get things done and is always super organized, Pisces was more in the dreamy and the dreaming and up in the air and so many ideas, so many ideas and so little execution. Now, it's really funny because as I approach my business, as I approach the work that I do, it really is such that I am creating work to help people exactly like that. So if you're an actual Pisces, this will resonate with you. But even if you just have these feelings where you're feeling really overwhelmed, you're feeling really stuck, you have so many ideas, you're incredibly creative, yet you cannot seem to actually move forward on the goals that you want. You feel like you're not taking action. You feel like you don't know the systems to put in place to, and the strategies to put in place to be able to move forward effectively and quickly and confidently. I got your back. Literally everything I've created is for you, especially the audience builder that is coming up and it's going to be relaunched soon. So anyway, it was just really funny because I like knew in theory, 
you know, what my clients struggled with and where they were at. And certainly I've been there myself in the past, but I feel like for the last six months, I've really, or more actually, I've really been on like a go, 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 go train, like idea, execute, move forward. Like it's been really fast and, and crazy. And then all of a sudden in the last like three weeks or so, I was like hit a halt up in the air, super scatterbrained, like (laughs) fully got a taste of what of of who I'm serving of where my clients are really at so anyway again this is just like a little funny story that I wanted to tell to kind of open up this episode to say that I've been procrastinating recording this episode big time we are working really hard behind the scenes here to get the quiz up and to get audience builder relaunched and it is more work than I've ever done on an offer in my entire life because this is going to be seriously one of the best things that I've ever put out into the world. I am so excited for it. And every time I take a step forward, there's like five other things I have to do that I have to take steps back for. So it's been, it's been a lot. It's been a journey, but (laughs) I keep neglecting the podcast because it's like, when I show up for the podcast, it really, it does take space. I need space and I need time to be able to really say what I want to say and process my thoughts and articulate it clearly so that you're not just listening to me blabber on for five minutes, kind of like you just did right now. Um, But instead I can provide value. So I've been avoiding it, but here we are now. And we're going to talk today about personal brand. Specifically, what is a personal brand and why do you actually need one? Now, you've probably heard me say this word before and you'll certainly hear me say it again. And you may have even heard other coaches or people outside of the music industry talk about how we are in the age of the personal brand. Now, I wholeheartedly believe this. I've talked about it before on other podcasts, but I wanted to devote this episode solely to talking about what is a personal brand and why do you why do you really need one? So A personal brand is basically exactly what it sounds like. Your brand as a business, now again, let us reiterate that as a musician, your business, your musicianship is entrepreneurship, your musicianship is a business. So as a business, your brand is not one that is distant and a business brand, so to say, but rather it is you. So simply put, you are the brand. As a musician, that's I think it's actually a lot easier to kind of wrap your brain around. And if you're a coach or, an, or a music entrepreneur as well, it, it's pretty easy when you're like, well, yeah, it's me because like I'm the artist. And so therefore the brand is me. Uh, when we think about businesses that aren't like that, it's a little bit harder. Uh, but I'll give a couple examples. There's actually one business that's coming to mind right now who shockingly I know I found on TikTok. <laughs> Again, I am so pro TikTok for like finding things. It's amazing. Anyway, their uh, name is called Retroflect. So it is, uh, she basically makes mirrors, like she takes vintage mirrors and then she puts art over them. I completely bought one. It's so cute and I can't wait to hang it. Um, But the brand is, sure, the brand is Retroflect. The brand is the business, but more so the brand is her. She is the face. She is showing up in videos, talking to us, showing her work, showing her personality. And so when we think of the business, we're not just thinking of like Retroflect. We have no idea who's behind it. We have no idea who's making things. We have no idea, you know, what what they're about. We just know the product that they make. No, instead, we actually care about the person behind that product. 
So if you think about Nike, for instance, <clears throat> Nike, we don't we don't know who's behind them, right? They they came to life way before the age of personal brand. So they're just like business brand. I don't even know what, exactly what you call it, but I'll just call it business brand. So they we, we don't know who's behind them. We don't know who is at the heart of Nike. We don't even know what that person stands for, or why they started that business, right? We just know giant giant corporation now obviously it's a little bit different because nike's a huge company and that doesn't directly compare with the small business but even companies who are beginning now or who want to grow or who want to really make an impact with people whether they exist now or they're starting now it's really important to implement this personal branding obviously if you are nike you don't really have to do that you're already well established but you'll notice that a lot of brands who even are established are starting to go the personal brand route what this means again is that we have a connection with the person who is behind the product it's not just about the product so when it comes to your music again sometimes there's muddy waters here because some might say that your music is the product some might say that you are the product and i know that sounds a little weird <laughs> but it is true that you are the product you are the brand your music is the actual product the offer that they can go and listen to but when we really track it back, you are the person behind that who people are going to be interested in. Yes, obviously, to be a fan of you, they're going to have to like your music. They're going to have to vibe with it. But they also are going to want to vibe with you. If you are a coach listening to this, your product is going to be your programs, your offers. But again, you are the magic. When it comes to your personal brand, it is about you. It is not just about the business. We want to see a face behind the product. We want to see a face behind the offers. We want to connect with the person who we are supporting. We want to connect with the person who is creating the art. We don't want to just see mystery people who we don't know anything about and it's so vague and cool and whatever. People don't want that. I'm generalizing here, of course, because like... There's always exceptions to the rule. But we're in a time now where people really want to know the person behind the work. And so your work and you are synonymous. You are your personal brand. Why is this? I honestly think that it's probably just ebbs and flows and shifts in what we like as consumers that will probably continue to be a, a cycle for our, you know, our lives where things change and how we consume and what's important to us. I do think that there's other aspects to this. I, I think that people are starting to consume more uh, intentionally. That's a good word. Uh, I think that a lot of people are getting really clear on their own values and they're wanting to consume content or buy products from other people who align with those values. I've given the example before, but even for me, like I'm really into sustainability and um, products that are created sustainably and that are non-toxic. So when I search for brands, I'm always searching for that. And so that means it's really important to me that the brand has values that match up with mine, that they create their products in a similar way. Now, it's not necessarily the same for the musicians. It's not that I'm looking for musicians who align with that. But when I find a musician who I like, I am really curious to follow them and see more into their life. And so I'm going to resonate more with people who show that and who I feel like I could kind of get along with or who I find entertaining or who I resonate with or who I feel creates a safe space. Spoiler alert, those exact things that I kind of just mentioned. If you're like, I don't know what I provide or I don't know how people resonate with me. Stay tuned because we're going to have a quiz on exactly that coming real soon. 
So essentially what I'm saying though is that people are going to gravitate towards you for some reason, for whatever reason it is that you have a superpower, that you create a space that they want to be around, or that you really just are a person that they want to be around. And of course, your music is music that they want to listen to, or your offer is something that they need. Okay, so hopefully now you get a clear picture of what a personal brand is. Again, it's basically having you be the face of that brand, you showing up, not just showcasing your offer or your project or your art. Again, as musicians, we've kind of already been doing this. It's really just about taking it a little bit more seriously and also knowing that when you're showing up on social media, it's not just about like you promoting yourself because I think that that's where the lines tend to get crossed. You know as a musician that you're going to be, and as a coach too, but like you're going to be the one promoting it. Well, of course, it's my music and I'm an independent artist, so I'm going to show up and I'm going to hold my phone in front of my face and I'm going to tell people to go listen to my music. So aren't I a personal brand? Because I'm the one showing up. Not quite. Because in order to really craft a personal brand, we want to go beyond just you being the face that's promoting something. Instead, we want to get to know you. And this is something that sometimes is like a muscle that has to be flexed and takes some getting used to because it's not always comfortable to create content about yourself or to talk about yourself or to show up at all. (laughs) It's like not always comfortable or normal to show up at all on social media and talk to a phone screen. I completely get that. And if you're feeling that way where you're like, uh, this is like a little weird, I don't know. I I don't want to get too personal. I don't want to like let people in too much. I don't want to like broadcast my whole life. I want privacy or I don't want to act like I'm the shit and then have people that I know watch me act like I'm the shit even though I don't have any followers yet and it feels really stupid and weird. I totally get it. I totally get it. And these are some of the uncomfortable things that we kind of have to just go through as growing pains as you are starting to really be intentional and grow on social media. And those are some of the things that come with having a personal brand and letting that shine. Now, we're not going to go there. I'll probably do a separate episode on that. Let me know if you want a separate episode on like how to push through the uncomfortableness of showing up on social media to get started. And um, But my point being that like a lot of those things are the things that come with being a personal brand because it's not your content is not just promo your content is also value and the value in the personal brand oftentimes has to do with you what you stand for what you want to say what you talk about things like that so with that being said i want to go into the top reasons why you really need to consider having a personal brand even though it feels uncomfortable and even though it feels like, well, why can't I just like promote my music or why can't I just let the music speak for itself? And uh, we've all heard that before. So we're going to go into why I recommend you don't just let the music speak for itself or you don't just, you know, keep it mysterious and you don't just hide behind a wall. So these are the top reasons why you really need to consider having a personal brand. So I've got four things here. Now there's probably more, but these are the top four things that really come to mind that I want to point out to you today. The first thing is that it'll make you stand out among the rest of the people out there. Now, 
I am not someone who believes that music is too saturated or that the coaching industry is too saturated. I really believe that there is space for everyone out there. But it is true that there are tons of songs being uploaded to Spotify each day, and there are tons of coaches who are teaching on social media for musicians just like I am. So what is going to make you stand out amongst the rest of the crowd? Well, that is you. (laughs) It is you. It's not just your music. And of course, the music has to be good. And it's not just your offer. Of course, the program has to be good. And what you're teaching has to be good if you're a coach or teacher. But it's also you, your personality, the way you show up on social media. And also, of course, the way you show up in person and at gigs and things like that is going to impact your growth. And it's going to impact how people choose to spend their time listening to you, consuming your content um, or, you know, joining your program over other people. Now, again, this isn't to get into scarcity and say, like, you have to compete with other people and you have to compete with their attention. And if somebody listens to someone else's song, they're never going to listen to yours. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. But we realistically do have limited hours in the day. We can't consume everyone's everything. So it is important to be able to set yourself apart and give people a reason to want to keep coming back to you, to really be intrigued with what you are putting out there with your music, with your platform, with your content on social media and with you. So it's really simple, honestly, but what this factor is, again, that'll make you stand out amongst the rest without being repetitive, it is you. So I want you to kind of just think about like, uh, when I say you, think your personality, your values, your mission statement, and what you want to say and how you say it. So those are kind of like the, the core things that go into you. Another way to phrase it or another way to look at it is that when people feel more connected to you, they're going to, of course, think of you more. So If you, let's say, let's use the example of being a musician. So like, let's say I release a love song and Susie Q releases a love song and Bob releases a love song. Well, we all wrote love songs. It's all about the same thing. And uh, what's going to make someone listen to, let's also just hone it in. Let's say that they're all pop love songs. They've all got a similar track, yada, yada. Let's just say they're all similar songs. Well, what's going to make someone listen to mine versus, you know, Bob's versus Susie's? Well, it's me. (laughs) It's the fact that they're interested in me, that I've created, uh, I've created a reason for them to like me, to be interested in my music and to grab their attention. And let's use the example that how I did this was that I started posting videos on TikTok. I started showing my personality. I started to create some omnipresence. That's a word we'll talk about a little bit more, but omnipresence is basically being everywhere, like continuing to really stick to what you're uh, talking about and being known for something so that when people see you, they know that you're the person who does XYZ or who talks about XYZ or who is like XYZ. So, I showed up, I showed up, I showed up. I really let my audience see my personality. I connected with them. And maybe Susie did that a little bit, but she kind of gave up. And Bobby didn't promote it at all. He just said, the art's going to speak for itself. And it didn't. Spoiler alert, it didn't. So we all share our songs. It gets distributed on Spotify the same day. Friday comes along. We're all so excited and the song is out. And what do you think happens? My song gets the most plays. Susie's gets some and Bobby's gets barely any because he didn't talk about it at all. 
Now, it's not just about talking about the song that made this. It's about the fact that putting yourself out there and doing it in a way where you are really uh, leveraging your personal brand is going to help people, again, connect with you and therefore take action because you stand out amongst the rest and you have been heard amongst the rest of the people who may be doing similar things but aren't showcasing it, aren't building a community, aren't letting their superpower shine, aren't letting themselves shine, aren't showing their personality. I think I already said that. It's fine. It's these things that will help you stand out amongst the rest of the people who are doing the same things. Now, notice that I didn't even talk about whose song was better because maybe Bobby had the best song, like objectively, even though that's all completely subjective, but like maybe Bobby had what is largely regarded as the better song. But if he didn't bother to connect with people, if he didn't bother to put himself out there, nobody knows about it. Nobody's going to hear it and nobody's going to care. And Bobby cares and it's great for Bobby and not everyone has to hear your art. Like if you are someone who's just creating art for yourself, that's amazing. Honestly, I'm actually doing that right now. I've been writing a lot of songs and I'm not at a place where I care or want to grow a fan base at this current moment. Now, down the line, it's something that I'll probably do. But right now, it's enough for me to just play for me. But if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is that you don't want to just play for you. You want to play for a fan base. You want to turn this into a career. You want to be able to make money from it. Uh, You want to be able to have other people hear your music. So you need a personal brand so that you can stand out amongst the rest of the people who are doing music and instead create a fan base of people who are here for you and who will actually listen to it and not just be faced with the disappointment of creating for you and wanting other people to hear it, but never actually having that happen. Now let's just give one more example from the coach and teacher perspective. So when it comes to this, again, you might be teaching the same thing as someone else. As I said before, I know there's many people out there who are teaching on branding and social media, and it would be easy for me to just be like, well, other people are doing it, so better stop. (laughs) But the reason why I'm able to have a successful business, as are other people, and the reason why people gravitate towards one person versus another isn't just having to do with the what they're teaching, because that's largely the same. Instead, it's about them. It's about who they are. Now, the how they teach it is sort of going into who they are as well, because who they are informs how they teach it. And people will resonate with how they teach something. So the what they're teaching stays the same. The how they teach it is different. And the how they teach it is, is informed by who they are. So the how they teach it and the who they are, that is what makes people take action with certain coaches over others. So my philosophy, for instance, is one where I am anti-burnout and I create a really sustainable, I take a really sustainable approach to growth. We work on strategy and we work on mindset. I call it the visibility RX. So you guys are going to hear a little bit more about this in the in the next coming weeks. But my like visibility RX is, for example, when it comes to teaching on social media and branding is not just about like, go viral and do it. <laughs> like I take a really specific approach with my clients that involves mindset and strategy and heart and and really, you know, a little bit of ass kicking, making sure that like you're moving forward and you're staying accountable. And that is a different approach than other coaches. I also have a different personality than other coaches. I am pretty straightforward. Um, I'm pretty blunt. I'm pretty energetic while also having this like underside 
where I'm really, really, really mindful of wellness and staying well and taking care of yourself. And again, not burning out and and minding the mindset and things like that. Other coaches have different personalities, right? Other coaches approach things in other ways. And you might resonate with me. I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably do. If you don't, or if, you know, someone else who doesn't resonate with me, they're going to find someone else who they do resonate with, who might be teaching the same exact thing. So the point here, though, is being that, again, it's not just about what you teach, but what's going to make you stand out, what's going to help you grow your business, and what's going to help you connect with clients is not just the what, it's the you. It's you. It's how you say things, your personality, and how you teach it. And it also has to do with connecting with you on other levels. I talk about my dog. I talk about astrology. I talk about my wellness journey. I talk about random other stuff here on the podcast and on my socials. And it's those little things, those little connection points that people really, really bond with me on because they feel like I could be their friend. They feel like they know me. They feel like I get it because of how I am as a person not just because of what I teach. So this is super, super important if you are a musician and if you are a coach, your personal brand will make you stand out amongst the rest and it will make people take action. More on that in a little bit. So that is number one reason. Number two is that people will connect more with your art. So yes, this sounds like number one because I just said, you know, if people connect with you, they're going to take action. They're going to actually go listen to it. You're going to get more results. But what I mean actually here is that by knowing you, people are going to more deeply relate to and feel uh, whatever emotions they're meant to feel (laughs) when they listen to your art. So rather, actually, a better way to rephrase this is your art will have a bigger impact. When you have a personal brand, your art will make a bigger impact. Not only because if you're leveraging that personal brand on social media, you can spread the message, you can spread your music, you can spread your your program further, but also because if people know you and they know the story behind it, or you've talked about your experience writing it, or your experience about what you were going through when you wrote it, and you open up conversations, let's just stick with the breakup theme. You open up conversations on your platform about going through a breakup and other people who have gone through a breakup, not only do they relate to the song, cause duh, but they also feel a much, much deeper connection because they've had conversations with you on in the comments about it. They've heard you talk about this and they've related to the little nitty gritty things that you have to say about it that maybe didn't make it into the song, but really help to craft the feeling and the whole picture of what you went through and what they're going through and they feel connected to you and therefore they feel more connected to your art and your art makes a much bigger impact and has a much deeper resonance with them. And uh, who doesn't want that? (laughs) Who doesn't want their art to make a much deeper impact? So as opposed, again, to just slapping, here's my breakup song, you don't know anything about me or about why I wrote it, and here it is. Sure, someone can find it, and I'm sure people will resonate with it. But they might also just kind of pass it by. It's sort of like when a friend says, oh, hey, listen to this. I really like this song. I think you'll like it. And you listen, and you're kind of like, yeah, it's cool. Thanks for showing it to me. That's a nice song. Now, of course, sometimes we have we have uh, examples of that where you're like, this is the best song, thank you, this changed my life. But a lot of times we listen and we're just like, yeah, this is cool. I can see why you like it, cool. Thanks for showing it to me. 
it might be exactly what we needed to hear. It might resonate with what's going on in our lives, but because we don't have much connection to the artist, we don't have much background about what inspired it or what where it came from, and we, we haven't connected with the creator of the art, it falls flat. Whereas your friend probably has done all of those things. They, they're a big fan of that artist. They've listened to it. They watched the process of it coming out. They follow them on social media. They went through that process. They have a really deep connection with the song. For you, it's just like, eh, yeah, cool. Again, obviously, this is just one example. This doesn't happen in every case. There's always exceptions to the rule. Sometimes your song, your friend will show you a life-changing song. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just using this as an example to kind of articulate the difference that can happen when people really know you versus when they don't. So that's number two. Number three is that it makes selling easier. Whether you are a musician or you are a coach, selling is something that has to be done to get people to join your stuff. So if you're a musician, to get them to stream your music or join your Patreon or buy tickets to your gig. And if you're a coach, to join your program or apply or whatever the call to action is, you've got to sell, right? Now, selling doesn't have to be sleazy. And uh, we're not really talking about the logistics of selling on this episode. However, when people know you, they're going to buy from you much easier. And even when I say buy from you, that really does include taking the action to stream your music. I can't tell you how many songs I've heard on TikTok that I like, but I've never bothered to actually take action to go and listen to it. But if I feel like I have a personal connection with that person, I will do it. Same for if I'm going to buy from someone. If I come across a random product or a course that might be a good investment for me, but I don't really know anything about the person or the coach, I'm going to be way more hesitant to buy. However, when I do know them, I'm going to trust them. I know I like them and I'm going to be more likely to buy. So it's really important to acknowledge that when people know you, they want to support you. However, the mistake is in thinking that people will want to support you just because the product is good. Well, if the song's good enough, it'll speak for itself and people will gravitate towards it. Not really, not really. Well, my program is so freaking good. What I'm teaching in here is so good. It's brilliant. They need this. They'll buy. Actually, they won't. And part of this does have to do with how you are promoting and selling it, which again, we're not going to go into on this week's episode. But if you want another episode on that, let me know. However, if they know you, it's going to make the sale a lot easier. The song doesn't really speak for itself, but you, you are really, really, really powerful. And if people feel connected to you, and of course, therefore, even more connected to the song, they're going to be way more compelled to take action. They're going to want to join your Patreon because they want to be around you, because they want everything that you have to offer. They're going to want to join your program because they're obsessed with learning from you. Again, not just learning what you have to say. So being a personal brand and being able to connect with people through that makes the act of selling so much easier because you're not just promoting or trying to get a cold audience to take action. Again, a cold audience is an audience that doesn't really know you that well. They're new to you. They've got like, they're, they're not warm, right? We go from cold to warm to hot, right? Instead, the people you're talking to, they're warm leads or they're hot leads and they're ready. They know you. They've got that know, like, and trust built up and they're ready to take action. So when you have a personal brand that you're leveraging, 
and you're using that in your promo, you're using that in your selling, you've used that to provide value and to create relationships with people. When it comes to making the sale, it is so much easier not only to make the ask, but also to have people take action on that ask. All right, so number four, it gives you flexibility to shift and change. Now this one you might find a little surprising, but I see musicians all the time will often comment to me and be like, well, I'm writing in so many different genres and I don't know how to describe my brand because I do a lot and I write in a lot of genres and I have a lot of interests and I don't really know how to sum that up. And um, this less so happens with coaches, but I remember when I started my business, I was a little worried because I was, I, I had a thought where I was like, I always get bored. So like before starting my business, I always had my hands in so many different things. I <laughs> I would have my full-time job, I would do my artist thing, and then I would have like a bunch of side gigs and I would be moving quickly and you know, my interests would always shift and change and ebb and flow and I was worried, what if I start my business and then I just get bored a year later and then I'm never satisfied. But the reality is that when it's my business, I can shift and change as I please. <laughs> so, uh, and which did happen, right? Like I started as a wellness coach and I'm not really, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm a business coach now. Now, wellness is a huge pillar in what I do and staying well is really important, but I'm not a wellness coach anymore. I shift and pivoted. Well, the reason I was able to do that was large and, and like, grow my business as opposed to having a lot of trouble with the pivot was that I was a personal brand and a, not everyone, but a good amount of people stuck with me because they stuck with me because they knew me. They liked me. They trusted me. They were following along for the journey that I was having and coming along that journey themselves. Again, now some people were certainly like, I want wellness. You're not talking about this anymore. Goodbye. But a large amount of people and a large amount of clients I worked with as wellness clients have still stuck around and been so supportive, have worked with me again and again, even after the change. And so being a personal brand and really leading with myself, which again includes how I teach and what I teach below that, but it allowed flexibility to shift and change within that. So when I wanted to pivot, I could pivot and I didn't have to like restructure my whole business and get a new LLC and like slash everything and rebrand everything. No, because it was all me. It was all me. I just slowly shifted what I was talking about and I slowly just grew and changed. Same goes as an artist. Like if you are leading with you, and let's say you want to change genres or you want to try something new or you go on a new journey or whatever it is, people are going to follow you. Now, I'm not saying that you guys should be shifting like chaotically, <laughs> but if you, you're not, what I'm saying is you're not locked into something. You're not locked into starting a business selling mirrors and then you don't want to sell mirrors anymore, but that's your whole business. So you have to shut it down or you have to, you know, whatever. No, people are there for you. And so you can kind of start to shift and grow, especially when it's in the music sphere, you can do this with a lot more ease and have a lot more flexibility by embracing a personal brand as opposed to as opposed to having a like business type brand or something else that feels a little bit more stagnant. So, those are the top 4 reasons that you need to implement a personal brand. So, 
How do you figure out what your personal brand is? That's probably what you're asking yourself right now. Well, stay tuned. We're going to talk about that in some upcoming episodes. So if you're not already subscribed to the Out To Be podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button right now. And I really would love it if you could send this episode to anyone else you think it might serve and encourage them to subscribe as well. (laughs) We want to get the message out to as many people as possible, especially as we are about to embark on the artist brand DNA quiz launch. Yes, you heard it. The name has been announced here first. And the audience builder relaunch, which is coming so soon. We're getting closer and closer at every moment. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, please share it with anyone you think it might serve. I know I mentioned a couple other podcast topics in the episode. If any of those really resonated with you, make sure you let me know so I know to record them if you guys are wanting it. And if there's any takeaways you had from this episode that really stood out to you, I would love for you to DM me on Instagram and let me know. It means so much to hear from you guys and hear what resonated, what didn't. Um, what you're learning, how you're feeling. And of course, part of it is just, it makes me feel glad that I'm making an impact, but it also helps us to create better content from you when we know what questions you have and what content is resonating versus some of the stuff that's maybe not as much. So please, 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 I wanna hear from you. And um, again, share this with anyone who you think it might help. Otherwise, I'll talk to you guys all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezaccardi.com. See you next week.